Hey everybody, today we're talking about my good friend, Ben Ellsworth and GigPro. After years of spending too much time and money on useless staffing software, Ben Ellsworth knew something had to change. So out of necessity, GigPro was born. GigPro is the on-demand marketplace for hospitality staffing. They're changing the way people work and hire. You download the GigPro app today, you can get the help you need. GigPro has an exclusive promo offer for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. Sign up at go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z and make sure that you use that code. I want them to know that you came from Nashville Restaurant Radio. That again is go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. That code will get you your first gig for free, up to $200. Go check them out right now. One of God's great gifts to this world was fresh baked bread. That's why Sharpier's Bakery delivers six days a week to your restaurant, as they've been doing for 36 years. Aaron Moso's family has been running Sharpier's Bakery, locally owned and operated right here in Nashville, Tennessee, like I said, for 36 years. Go check them out at sharpies.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S dot com or Sharpies Bakery on Instagram and Facebook. Give Aaron Moso a call at 615-319-6453 to set up an appointment to talk about what fresh bread you'd like delivered to your restaurant today. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. The tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. And welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. I did this episode alone. And you know, I've done a couple of these episodes alone and uh, the one that's going to be coming up on Monday with the Walker Brothers, I did that one alone. Why? Because my co-host has twins and her husband <laughs> works a lot. And uh, I work a lot and she works every night. And trying to find time for this many people to get in one place at one time sometimes is difficult. So uh, I'm not afraid to sit and talk with people as I like to do. So this one uh, with Frank Pulera today. And Frank is the chef and owner at Culecino in Franklin. It is downtown Franklin. It is kind of attached to the Harpeth Hotel right there on uh, Franklin Road. I believe it's Franklin Road. Yeah, but it's right downtown Nashville. And uh, sometimes I miss Jen. You know, I get in these interviews sometimes and I'm like, ah, Jen adds so much and I miss her so much. I cannot wait to put out this episode we just did with Craig Barber. We're a week away from it coming out, but it is recorded. And he is the CEO of O'Charlie's and 99 Restaurants. And man, what a, what a, just a, it's a great interview from a guy who's got 254 restaurants. We talked about his strategies throughout COVID and all of the stuff. And this Monday, you're going to hear from the Walker brothers, uh, Sam and Luke Walker. They make Walker Brothers kombucha, and their stuff is fantastic, and their story is great. And we had so much fun in studio talking about it. And um, today, Frank Polera. I mean, this guy uh, moved to town to open this restaurant in the beginning of a pandemic, him and his family. 
they wanted to do this thing and they, they made it happen and he's hustling and he's doing it. And, you know, sometimes just sharing that story of somebody coming to town and all the things that happen and just, he was just, he was open about talking about it. So, um, I know Jen's been over there. I have yet, to, I tried to go the other day and we did not get in and it started raining and we just, we just bailed, but, um, go check him out if you're in the Franklin area I have to say, Happy St. Patrick's Day! We uh, the show was supposed to come out yesterday. This episode was supposed to come out yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, uh, which is Carrie Bringle from Peg Lake Porker. It's his birthday, so shout out to Carrie Bringle! Happy birthday, sir! Uh, he and Margot McCormick did one of our first, my first live interview that I ever did was with Carrie Bringle on March seventeenth, two thousand twenty. You can go back and listen to that; it's a good one. Uh, I had no clue what I was doing. It was it was one of those. It was a lot of fun. Not that I have any clue right now what I'm doing. But St. Patrick's Day was a lot different for me than it used to be, I guess. Not that I ever really it was a big time. But we took the kids to Chattanooga, and we did Sea Rock City. We even got like a, a birdhouse that I put up today. And then we went and saw the aquarium. So a little spring break down, I stayed the night last night and celebrated St. Patrick's Day with my kid playing uh, like Fortnite, <laughs> just hanging out in our hotel room. It's amazing how kids absolutely can just like just being in a hotel room is like they feel like celebrities. It was so fun. It's so, the awe and wonder that comes out of those kids faces when we do just fun stuff is every, everything. Um it's pretty damn cool, I have to say. Uh, I'm going to start rambling here. We're going to jump in with Frank Polero. I can't say it the way that he says it, but that's how he... Polero, Polero, Frank Polero. I have zero Italian accent. I can't do it. So sit back, relax, uh, and have a wonderful weekend, guys. It's supposed to be a little chilly tomorrow and overcast, but Sunday, holy shit. Sunday is a 70 and sunny banger. So get out there, do something fun, go hiking, but make that plan now. On Sunday, go find a patio somewhere and uh, have you some Margs or some Bloody Marys or whatever you do on a Sunday. Go find somewhere and enjoy the hell out of it. Spring in Nashville, folks. Let's jump in with Frank Polera. Super excited today to welcome in Frank Polera. From Coolichino in Franklin. Franklin, Tennessee. How you doing today, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It is our honor to have you here. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Are you a like are you a Nashvillian? When did you move here? I moved here about two years ago, uh, from uh, Naples, Florida. About two years ago. Yep. What when did you move here? Like what day? Uh February fifteenth. So you were like two years ago, yep. right on the nose two years here. Ago. Yep. And did you move here for this restaurant? I moved here for this restaurant. Interesting. Yep. So we were born, uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then uh, lived there for most of my life. And my wife and I got sick of the snow, uh, newly uh, wed, and we decided to move to Naples, Florida. And uh, was there for about 10 years. What did you do in Naples? Uh, worked in the restaurant, just like uh, I've done my whole life. Your whole life? Since I've been 15 years old. What was your job when you were 15? Salad and dishwasher, just like anybody else starting in this industry. That's right, man. Well, that's it, there's almost like a 
I find people that started off working pantry and dish or as a bus boy, <clears throat> bar back, those type things, you really get to see the industry and you get to look up to people. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if you come in after you graduate college and you decide, Hey, look, I want to be, I want to be a chef or something. And you go to culinary school, you walk in with the expectation that I want to be a chef. But when you start off as a dishwasher, you look at the grill guy and you're like, that's what I want to be. Dude, that guy's a badass. Uh-huh. And you watch the managers and the people, it's like this crazy dance. And you're like, I want to get there. I want to get there. Well, I still have that old school mentality that like you start down there and you have to work your way up and prove yourself. Like you were saying, some people feel I just graduated from school. I want to, I'm ready. I'm a chef. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like, eh, that's not how it works. Like you have to, like, you have to earn it. You have to earn the respect of all your peers and the people around you. It's not just here's a title and here you go. So how, do, how is that working today? I mean, cause right now the job pool and you're in Franklin and I'm, you know, I've got a restaurant in Brentwood the two aren't completely dissimilar. I mean, like, I mean, there were, we're kind of in the same area and the pool of people that are coming in and applying for jobs just randomly. It, there's just not a lot of them. We've had so much turnover. Um, that was one thing moving from Naples to here. I was worried about because I didn't have that following, you know, I, I was branching out on my own and that I was so nervous, not having a, a crew that knew me, that knows my style, that knows, so there was a lot of turnover, a lot of cooks or even front of the house. I was just like, I'm in this industry for 15 years. I got all this experience. And after like the first busy night, there's like, I, this is, this isn't for me. So why? But that's I so interesting. Like, yeah. why do you think that is? I'm not sure. It's, I've always questioned that because I'm so used to this, but we had so much turnover and we had just people just not coming in too. It's just that time of the what was going on in the world. So, well, when you moved here, literally one month before a four. pandemic began, yeah, you know, we had the tornado on March third, two thousand twenty. Yeah, like and we're then, just talking about just the anniversaries today. Yeah, we're recording <clears throat> this on March third. Yep. So we're, we'll, this will come out next week, but okay. Yes, but today is the actual anniversary yep. of the tornado. That was one of the most amazing times in Nashville to me. I mean, the, there was the flood of uh, 2000, I think it was 2010. The flood of 2010 was another moment where you get to really see Nashville for what Nashville is. Yeah. I mean, my sister works for Hands on Nashville, and they had too many volunteers. <laughs> people coming out to help after yeah. the tornado. Like, we have to, we're sending people home. We have too many people. And oh, wow. Just, Nashville's just such an amazing city. Well, that's one thing that felt we fell in love with. Uh, when I met with my partner, um, He's just like, so where do you want to do this restaurant? And my wife and I were looking at other locations because it's up to me pretty much. He's like, it's up to you. Where do you want to go? And uh, my wife and I visited multiple cities and towns and states. And, you know, after walking Franklin, Tennessee and stuff like that, it just it felt like home to us. Like everyone's so, so genuine and so welcoming, like complete strangers would be walking down the street saying, just started talking to us and it kind of <laughs> reminded us of like the Midwest and like being home and not have to, I mean, I would love to go back to Wisconsin and open a restaurant, but it's just like, I don't want to live there because of all the negative 40 degrees and the snow it's really and, cold again. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like it's right in the middle. So we're, we've been very happy here. Well, yeah, it's almost like the three bears, like you were yep. where it's really cold and really you're cold and really, really hot. hot. And now you're going to be right like in the middle. just, just right. Yep. You're enjoying the seasons. Dude. It's awesome. Um, my kids were uh, uh, Florida babies, 
so they've never seen snow before <clears throat> and right when we moved here it was like the first snowfall too oh man and they were outside like what is this like they're just running around and it, it was great to see that uh you have twins right twin six-year-olds twin six-year-olds yep. so <laughs> you're you're the owner there you're one of the owners yep. a partner yep. at colicino yep. so you own a restaurant and uh you've got two kids that, yep. that's enough to keep a man very busy yeah my wife is a very strong woman like she does a lot at the house and does well, a lot with the kids so my co-host jen is not <clears> here today <throat> normally i have a person sitting in this seat okay and it's jenny chikawa she owns a restaurant with her husband they just she had a bunch of stuff come today and just couldn't make it i'm sorry she has twins she has oh, wow. a boy and a girl twins that are like one and a half well, not, not even one and a half they just turned one like two months ago and so she loves like oh, you have twins she would have like a, a 10 minute level of excitement with you to like compare notes She's just like, a lot of people what say I prepare for yeah they're like it must be so difficult and my wife and i are like that's all we know like it's not like we had one kid and then the twin came or the twins came and stuff like that it's just this is the normal to us this was so, the normal yeah, yeah we had we had the one and then we have we have six i have six and eight year old boys and i after we had the second one i was like i can't believe i ever would sell it complain like that this is hard to have one because mm -hmm. two is impossible and then i went there's no freaking way like how do people Three. with twins do it like yeah. i mean i don't know how because you have to have two cribs and two you know strollers and financially, two car it, seats financially and it gets a little uh there's no hand-me-downs no. Well, and you have a boy and a girl luckily my sister has a lot of kids okay and my sister-in-law has two kids so it's kind of nice sharing the clothes and now we're in a position to start handing down clothes too and Kind of like a cycle it's kind of nice jen ate at your restaurant oh. um a couple months ago she said it was wonderful she loved Thank it you. Thank uh, you. i have yet to make it out there but you're in florida and then february the 15th <clears> of 2020 <throat> we're we are gonna move to nashville, to nashville and we are gonna open our restaurant is this your dream it's been my dream since i was eight or ten years old so it's your dream to open a restaurant yep. you're here and then pandemic yep what did you do like what was going through your mind <sighs> a lot actually um well my partners were like <clears throat> so what do you want to do i'm like well there's really no choice I'm like we're invested in this let's keep on pushing through let's go yeah um luck luckily we're in williamson county and right when we were opening it was actually when everything was starting to open up more um when when, when did you actually open the doors january 8th january 8th, 2021 yes okay yeah so, so we just had our one-year anniversary okay so things were we were at 100 percent capacity uh, we were still we weren't opening it at 100 percent sure um still masks and stuff like that but you know we just kept on pushing through and whatever happened happened i mean we just had to be true to ourselves and do what we love to do and see what happens i mean to some degree that's what you have to do right yeah. now there's no i i've i've said this multiple times on this podcast that this is one of the times where you see what true leadership looks like yeah. Because there isn't a book by Patrick Lencioni oh, no. that says how to lead during a pandemic. Oh, and this no. is where the people who are genuine leaders have stepped up and they've led their companies through. And I've, I've seen so many companies thrive throughout this. I think because there's been a, like every time somebody comes in and says, hey, I want you to do this. I don't have time. I just don't have time. I don't have time. There's so many ideas. There's so many visionaries out there that the pandemic gave them months off to go, hey, start doing that shit, start making that happen. And so many people have done such amazing things throughout this industry, and some people didn't. Some people well, we've been, didn't make it. We've been very fortunate. Like I had people 
some guys moved here and some people moved here for this to help me. Oh, wow. Um, like my sous chef and my GM right now. And it's like, you feel invested in that. And we're, we're very hands-on people. Like you're saying like, what do you do? Like, there's no book on how to, how to do this. And yeah. we just, we put our heads down and we did what we could do. Um, we didn't open at hundred percent. Like I said, we consistency and quality is our main, our main concern. So it's like, okay, if there's empty seats and people are coming in and we don't have enough staff, tell them, sorry, there's gonna be a little wait. Sure. And people have been very responsive to that at that time. Um, and we just, we're very hands-on. Like I said, my sous chef and I were on the line almost every single night. If people, if we didn't have staff, um, the last thing I wanted to do was cut our hours or close down, or um, I want to keep that consistency and be, this is what we're going to do from day one. And we're going to stay true to that. And well, it's, it's weird because, you know, there's snow days, right? There's restaurants that close and there's restaurants that like Waffle House, Waffle House is going to be open. We're open. Doesn't matter. Like if it's raining, if it's whatever it is, they're open. I'm open. And then there's restaurants you go, <laughs> but you have, but you have to like, that's the remember me side of it. That people recognize when a restaurant is open during those times, they go, oh shit, look, they're open today. Like, I didn't know you guys were open. You're like, we're always going to be we're open. We're always going to be open. At the Greenos Grill, we're like that. We're like, hey, look. People walk here, come by. We're going to, whatever the snow is, we'll get people. Unless it's just, you know, ice and there's no electricity. If my staff will call me that. and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable driving in this. I understand. Totally. And back to what we did when we opened. If we don't have enough servers or enough cooks, we say, sorry, this is what we have for this evening. But for the most part, we have opened. My staff has been super welcoming with that. And we just, we do what we do. So you mentioned that you've had a lot of turnover. Oh, yeah. What do you think the reason is? Do you, do you know? I mean, do you have a, because uh, everybody has a theory, right? As to why things happen, but you've been having, you said you've had a lot of turnover well, recently. In this industry, there's always turnover. Always. I mean, everyone's looking for an extra 25 cents or 50 cents. Are you talking um, back of the house? Back of the house for the okay. most part. Um, I'm a back of the house person. So sure. um, front of the house, I mean, we've had actually a really good front of the house. I mean, not too much turnover. Uh, of course we would, we need more. Um, but I don't know what why the reasoning is so much turnover. This, you know, it's maybe people are wanting to get out of this industry more because they've had some time off and reflected on life and liked the time off and more of the being with the family. Cause when I was doing the build out and now I was working, but I wasn't working every single night and like my what I do now again. But are you were, working every night now? Pretty much. I mean, I the last two months I've been trying to take a day off. Um, but when we first opened, it was 24 seven. Um, like I said, my wife is thankfully she's, she's, she's an amazing woman and she was home and I mean, she works too. She works with the restaurant as well. Um, what does she do for the restaurant? She's an accountant. So she runs nice. the books. That's it's a great partnership. <laughs> God, man. That's amazing. Like but, that's um, a good partner to have. Yeah. And she knows, she knows how you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, your ass needs to get to work. <laughs> your labor numbers are high. Yeah. yeah so you low it down. But I don't know what the reasoning for uh, the labor, you know, it's just maybe people just got used to being home and like that. And they got into different parts of the industry, like being a food rep or I don't know. Yeah. There's a, there's a, do you, is there any way, how do you get people? Because people downtown, frankly, I said Brentwood right there at Maribel, we have, we have a really good team. And, but we're in an office park in Brentwood and it's just not a place people are driving by and they go, Oh, look, I'll just go apply there. So we have to like actively 
go find people like hey come work here we'd love to have you here like you're kind people drive by they can see you mm -hmm. are you getting a lot of applications or, or what do you do to get people we post on instagram we post on facebook we do that the nashville it's like a hospitality nashville hospitality page, page. Yeah, yeah um we've done indeed we've done all those type of things um the best way is usually when you get one person you go tell them bring a friend bring a friend yeah and that's the best way so well, that's I'll... what we've been sort of doing i mean staff that we have right now has been the best app i've had since we've opened I, i'm the same way like right now i've got a really good team um of people that care that want to make it happen i'm super proud in the last we're month right we're definitely seeing a lot more applicants coming in it's good yeah it's interesting I, i'm fascinated i asked i had hugh atchison on the show okay and i said with this, this was this was in may of 2020 and i said do you think i said this has been an employee's market for so long i said do you think that after the pandemic we lose a bunch of restaurants and a bunch of you know if 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 there's a hundred thousand people to work in these jobs and we lose 20 percent of restaurants is it going to be an employer's market after this and he goes I, dude people are hungry i don't want to talk about that and i was like that's yeah. a good point he made me feel i was like damn but that was the opposite happened the opposite happened that restaurants made it through and then so many people went and got other jobs because they saw a vulnerability in this industry yeah that's true i don't know it's just been it's been interesting it's been a widely discussed topic of conversation yeah. so you're at a year uh you just had the year celebration do anything special yep. what did you guys do for that um i think we did like a champagne toast and celebrate with the team and the family and um when guests came in i think we gave like a little champagne toast if they wanted a little sip and it's awesome yeah has the community's been great the community's been, been great replied i mean they've come back really well yeah i mean what i my goal with this restaurant is to be like that little local gem. Um, we don't want to be like a special occasion type of restaurant. We want it to be your everyday restaurant, families, kids, because um, that's what restaurants survive on. Um, I mean, repeat business, repeat business. So even if someone comes, I mean, we, there's other great restaurants on our down the street. So even if someone's coming in just for a before dinner drink and then go to another restaurant or where the place that they go for dessert afterwards. Sure. I mean, it's awesome. That's what we want. Creating community is one of the most special things I think about working in this, this mm -hmm. industry. So you have to have a spirit of service. Where did that come from? How, where, how was your growing up? Did you, who was the first person that inspired you to want to cook? Oh man. Um, I've always cooked with my grandma, my mom, my great grandma. I remember her. She was fair, fairly, very old, but she, uh, every morning or every Easter, she would be at our house. And she'd be like peeling the potatoes at six o'clock in the morning. I was really young and I would just talk to her and stuff like that. But um, my uncle's in the industry. Um, okay. And then. Uh, no, they cook classic like Italian food. Yeah, that's where I, some is of our it? food on the on the menu is just classic Italian food and stuff that I grew up eating. Um, like my asparagus fritters, like my grandma, my mom used to make those all the time. And my asparagus fritters. Yep. Or asparagus patties. They would call it patties. Okay. But it's a. We take that and then we just elevate it a little bit um, or her lentil soup and stuff like that. But it's very honest, humble, you know, simple food. What's the, what's the most popular thing that you sell? 
Um, of course, pasta being an Italian restaurant. Um, and we make all our pasta in house. Um, so wow. Yep. Every single day we have two people that make pasta for about six, seven hours. Um, so, um, our top selling pasta is probably our ravioli, uh, which, uh, veal shoulder and a bone marrow and robiola filling. Ooh. And then we, uh, our campanelle, which is with prosciutto and peas and with a little truffle, truffle butter cream sauce. Hell our yeah. Two, yeah. So we should have had you bring some of that. I should have. Dude. Next time. I'm like a, like pastas. Like my dad used to, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. um, my mom cooked like four dishes in rotation. I love you, mom, if you're listening to this. But Eat she well. made like Casseroles. chicken Waikiki and this. My dad made like veal cutlets or, or nice. like, like spaghetti. And the spaghetti was like, I always loved pasta until mm-hmm. like, I got older. And I was like, pasta's bad for you. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not bad for you. It's not bad for you. That's some, you know. Anyhow, it's my favorite food, I think. I love it. And it's I, ours and our family, too. My kids come to the restaurant. They're like, Papa, I want pasta. Pasta with butter. That's it. Well, the Italian restaurants, um, I think Italian food and Italian wine are like God's gift to this planet. That's well, very comforting. It's so good. It's the, the best things, right? When I used to run a restaurant, Italian restaurant in Brentwood, we had these beautiful veal salt and boca, and we had uh, veal piccata and chicken marsala and these wonderful Italian dishes. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that was sold was an angel hair dish with a piece of grilled chicken on top. Yep. And it's comfort food. It's angel hair with like a white, it's like well, angel hair, white, white cream sauce. Oh. No, it was just a scallion cream sauce okay. with a piece of chicken with like melted mozzarella cheese and i used to get so frustrated because in the brentwood franklin i think i want to lump both in and get people from brentwood franklin hating me they just kind of like they don't want to step outside the box as much you can put some really amazing stuff and they go ah, i like ravioli I'm like, but but no try the try that try the veal salt and boca it's well really that's what good. i was a little afraid of too is our menu isn't like your italian american um it's a little bit more authentic so when we were first opening, people were like, oh, do you have uh, chicken parmesan or stuff yeah. like that? Because our menu, it's, like I said, it's very authentic. So it's just, I mean, we have we have the typical braises or like lamb neck sugu or uh, we do have like an octopus and stuff like that. So How I, does the octopus sell? I was very nervous about that dish because I didn't know, just being here from Naples, Florida, I didn't know what people's palates were or what they... It's like one of our top selling appetizers besides our meatballs, of course. I mean, meatballs, you go to an Italian restaurant, it, I want meatballs. There you go. So, th- so. that's what I was saying. I was like, they, they want a meatball. I want a meatball. Yep. I know that. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So I was wondering everywhere I go, every city that I've been to in the past year, and I fortunately try and get out of town to go eat food, everybody has octopus. Mm-hmm. Like, there's octopus on every menu everywhere. Yeah, there's like that trend of it's, everyone it has octopus. Like peaking right now yep. on trend, but like, in Nashville, like in Brent, Nashville, it's all over Nashville, but like Brentwood, Franklin, you're not going to see it. And it's just, that's cool that you're doing it. And I'm glad yeah. people are buying it. I wanted to bring something different to the street. Yeah. I mean, there's not, re- I'm, well, one, we're the only Italian restaurant on our street, um, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like people eat out a lot in Franklin and in the Nashville area. So if we're that one place that they go for Italian on, in Franklin and have American down the street or the Southern or whatever else is down the street, that's it works for everybody how has your community of other restaurateurs been have you met a lot of the people in the area and they excited to have you there i met a lot of local like guests and stuff like that customer wise chefs wise i haven't met too much um that's one thing i wanted to do when i first moved here um i moved hope 
hoping to have like eight months to you know do the build out and get used to and go out to dinner and try yeah. out the restaurants and meet chefs and and like like we were talking about earlier everything shut down when i got here that and then you're here a month bam yep everything closed um and then we opened up when everything else was out you know now i'm working 24 7 and my wife and i went out to our first like dinner in like a year together where'd you go um optimus oh, okay in germantown how yeah. was it it was awesome it was great that's a nice so, place yeah that's my that was my goal when we first opened i wanted to try out different restaurants and meet chefs and you know create that you know team or something like that and creating a community and that's one thing about nashville that we're known for is that people are very welcoming very welcoming Mm -hmm. and i was talking to a guy the day on this podcast and i said you know it's kind of like a as long as you don't take more than you give it 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 goes both ways Mm -hmm. on on this you got to reach your hand out and you also gotta you can take things but you got to give things and everybody's really willing to do that it's pretty awesome well, that's one thing I'm in talk with my PR company too. It'd be fun to do like chef dinners with another chef or a bar takeover. Like we're open late night, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And it'd be fun to have like a guest bartender come in from Nashville or from Chattanooga or somewhere and, you know, meet them uh, and go over there at their place too. And, you know, just yeah. meet new people and so if, create that relationship. So here's your chance, y'all, if you're out there right now and you're listening. Um, Frank Pulera. Pulera. I was trying to say it with the Pulada. Pulada. Yeah. Frank Pulada uh, is at Coolichino in Franklin and he wants to collaborate with you. So, uh, how would people get a hold of you for something like that? They can email me, um, frank.pulera at coolichinotn.com. And that's C U L A C C I N O. Yep. And then tn.com. Okay. Um, is there other Coolichinos? um there may be one in chicago okay like a colachino bar or something like that okay what does colachino mean so colachino um actually if i lift up my glass right here you see that that water ring right there yep it's leaving an imprint on the table so like we're kind of hoping to leave an imprint or a mark on downtown franklin or in this area and people who come and dine with us they're leaving an imprint or an impression on us at at our place that's what colachino means Mm -hmm. i love that yeah it's like remember me kind of a thing yeah. like where i go people are going to remember what i did making so. memories somewhere or, or making a memory like we're having our, making our own memories here as well we're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors and remember we don't take a dollar from any restaurant we don't ask for free food nothing anywhere we go the people that are advertising with this show are supporting you we want to talk about locally owned and operated restaurants promote and share the stories of locally operated restaurants. And these people, these companies are uh, not only just companies that pay, but like I trust them. I've vetted them. I use most of them where I absolutely can. And uh, they're amazing people. And I'm so excited that they are sponsoring this show uh, to support the local Nashville restaurant scene. So if you're interested in any of these products, Give them a call. Check them out. These are really good people that really want to help you succeed. So without further ado, here we go. Are you a professional looking for a job here in Nashville? Maybe you're just looking for a gig. You need maybe a better work-life balance? Change the way you work. GigPro can provide the opportunity for higher pay, a flexible schedule, and hopefully connect you with the right fit for a long-term employment. 
Sign up now at go.gigpro.com forward slash pro. Once you sign up and complete your profile, you can earn $5 for each person you refer to the app. Go do it now. What Chefs Want has been serving the Nashville restaurant community for over 15 years. During that time, they've worked tirelessly to be, well, what chefs want. Seven-day deliveries, no fuel charges, 24-7 customer care, unparalleled availability, and they'll split almost everything they sell. If you're the kind of person that wants to see what's new when it comes in stock, you should follow them on the socials at what chefs want and sign up to be a customer at whatchefswant.com. You have heard me talk about Supersource for the last two years. And in that time, Jason Ellis, I feel like he's taken over the city. It is hard for me to get a guest in here that doesn't use Supersource. And I'm telling you, everybody loves it. When you mention Jason, they're like, oh my gosh, that guy's legitimate. Now ask yourself this question. Do you feel that way about the person that provides you with your dish machine and chemicals? Because he's the real deal. And guess what? He's not going to make you sign a five-year contract. He's never going to say, well, you signed a contract. It's on you. He goes week to week. You never sign a contract. So he earns your business every single week. I loved it when we had Cam and Nikki in from the Red Perch. And they said, he's like one of our employees when he's in the building. He's that good. You should call him today. If you don't feel that way about your dish machine and chemical person, 770-337-1143 is how you get a hold of Jason. Or go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab. There's a special link on there that will get you special discounts for new customers. Call him now. That's amazing. I like that. Um, so you went to Optus. Have you been anywhere else? Have you gone out to eat at all? Um, of course, I tried the restaurants down the street. Um, yeah. Red Pony and 55 South and Cork and Cow. Cork and Cow and um, good stuff. You've met Jason McConnell yet? I haven't met him. Okay. No, I have not met him. He's a solid dude. Like he's like that's a, what I've heard. I've heard. I heard he's a guy. great guy and great guy. Um, his his employees actually come to our come to our restaurant quite often. Um, Jen, just like my employees go over there and my co-host works at Cork and Cow. Yeah. So she's she's the one who went over and ate at your place. Oh, really? so she's definitely. Yeah. You know, no, that's a great. I mean, Red Pony. When I first got into town, like Red Pony, like blew me away. Like I really liked their food there. That's awesome. Franklin needs, I, I needs more chef owned, mm -hmm. locally owned and operated places. Um, the more the merrier, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. So, what do you see for your future, man? I'd love to grow the company. Um, you looking for more locations? Do you want to have like? Our, multiple colochinos i would love to have multiple colochinos but also being a chef i'd like to have other concepts sure um so it's definitely in the works we my partners would love to do that as well it's just creating that family and that bench of you know employees that want to continue to grow uh because i mean it takes a a big group of people to run a restaurant so oh man it does so hopefully we definitely have that core coop group of people right now that are definitely feeling more comfortable of potentially growing who are the people so you've got to find vendors people when you get here hey i got to find a guy that does my produce and my fish yep. and this not who are the people that you currently use let's give some shout outs to people that do a great job um use helpers helpers okay use uh garden creations 
what creation one. gardens what creation gardens. i split those two uh two words it's okay they're amazing um, so sponsor of the show we like them um use buck snort trout okay very good yes love them um on the show what else do we use i mean not food related we use super source i see your little banner back there so jason oh um tell me is jason we had um some people in here last week and they were the red perch um they're another couple you would really like i think you guys would really enjoy meeting them but they were like jason's like amazing man he's like another member of our staff he just oh, comes he's in great and- i don't have to worry about him like i've always i'm very control freak so even with my ordering like i like to control how i order my chemicals or everything down to that i don't have to worry about that with jason like he i think there's sometimes i check my cam- i check my cameras occasionally and there's yeah. Jason at 7.30 in the morning, like, checking the, the dishwasher, and I see him, and he just does his thing. He's, he's great. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I get up here, I've talked, Jason's been a sponsor of mine since, like, day one, right? So, two years, I've been up here talking about Supersource and what an amazing job he does. And it's, like, slow and slower, he's just filling up, like, everybody in yeah. the city is coming over yeah. to Supersource. Well, and I'm, like, it's legit got, what I'm talking about. He just about. got here as well, I think. Yeah. Like, two, three years ago, right? Yeah. From Atlanta, he, yep. well, he opened the Supersource here in town, yep. and it was just him, and it was a, this this guy just has this will and this energy yep. and this, I want to take care of you, no no contracts. He Look, answers, let me, answers the phone right away. Oh, it's unbelievable. He's great. I, t- I told him about a year in, I go, dude, you're going to own this town as far as dish machine and chemicals, because I didn't, and I've been 20 years in the business, I didn't care about dish machine chemicals at all, and I've learned so much from him about little things to do and he's like a degreaser you don't have to use more degreaser like there's a thing that dilute it into water it, like it doesn't matter if you use oh, eight yeah. times you're just wasting it's meant to work yeah at that dilution so and, cl- when we clean the guys like to have like bubbles it's like guys you don't need all that bubbles and he'll tell me he's like hey you guys are using too much too much chemical and you want me to try and like calibrate it differently and stuff like that like he actually well, watches out for your business class yeah yeah so, yeah, I, I love him to death. Yeah, he's great. Do you guys bake your own fresh bread? We'll go through all my sponsors real quick. Uh, we do not bake our own bread. Uh, we do make our own focaccia. Um, okay, yeah. But uh, bread-wise, um, we do urban sprouts. So okay. we, uh, when I first moved here, I went to the farmer's market a couple times, and uh, so did my sous chef. And uh, we met uh, Brand- Franklin Farmer's Market? Yep. Okay. And uh, we met this guy. He's like, try my bread. I'm just starting to make it out of my house sort of thing. And uh, we're like, oh, it's okay. And every time, I mean, he was persistent. It was awesome. And he just said, now try it. And like, what would you do differently? How would you like it? Oh, it's awesome. And I think he was hoping that we would. Now it's just like, dude, that guy's awesome too. Like he'll, one time when we were first open, we didn't know how much bread to order. And what we're, he came back six times. Wow. And he just kept on baking bread and just bring it, baking bread and bringing it. He came back and forth 45 minutes one way and like <laughs> was just baking bread. That's, but he's pa- great. that's passion. It is. So we actually I love, get, hearing um, I love hearing that story. So we get our, our bread from him and uh, he does do some microgreens as well and mushrooms. So we get some mushrooms from him as well. So that's Sweet. urban sprouts. Urban sprouts? Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of them. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad he gets a little bit of. A little bit of recognition here. Uh, we use sweet teas, uh, Who, gelato. Who's your um, broadliner? Uh, Chef's Warehouse. Chef's Warehouse. You buy all of like your everything else from Chef's they have, Warehouse? They have, a, they have a good uh, import of Italian stuff. So we get like our, okay. our buffalo mozzarella from them and 
our tomatoes from like uh, summer summer tomatoes and uh, olives from them and stuff like that. You got some quality people here you're working mm-hmm. with. I like it. Yeah. Some d- different people that I, you know. I've never used Chef's Warehouse before. I'd never heard of them until I got here. Who's your rep? Jason. Um, Jason. Jason Howard. Okay. I used to know a guy that worked there. He was amazing. I tried to steal him. I was at U.S. Foods and I was like, dude, I think he's probably running the place by now. What's his name? I can't think of his name at the top of my head, but it, I mean, it was eight years ago. But he was amazing. Yeah. They no, were just so small great. coming they're in great. town, figuring it out. So it's great they do that. Yeah. I love it. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. This day, I'm just like all a million different places. It's 75 degrees outside It's gorgeous right now. outside. Oh, man. You guys have a big patio. Yeah, about 90 seats outside. 90 seats outside? Yeah. So today's so, a rock and roll day. And tomorrow will be rock and roll. I can't wait. All weekend. Be, and then we'll, Sunday, Monday, I think it's supposed to rain, but uh, beautiful all through the weekend. Yeah, we're excited. Like the other day, we, uh, my GM opened up the umbrellas. And if you look outside our, from our kitchen view to the patio, we're the first indoor-outdoor bar, actually, too, in downtown Franklin. Really? So we actually have, like, the nano walls, the nano windows and stuff like that. Yeah. So those open up. But he's just like, look. And he's like, the umbrellas are open. First time in like six, seven weeks. He's like, we're all like excited for it. So we're, we're looking forward for the season. Just getting giddy. Oh, yeah. So do you have an open kitchen? It's Yeah, it's an open concept kitchen. So people are actually sitting right where the pizza station is. Okay. You can actually see them making the pizzas during lunch. Um, on the other side of the expo line, people can actually sit and watch people make uh, pasta during the day. So you could just sit there and have a bowl of pasta while you're watching being made in front of you. So I had a guy um, who was a general manager at Joyland. Have you been to Joyland yet? No. Joyland's in East Nashville. It's a hamburger spot. Um, fast casual, I would call it. It's not mm-hmm. fast food, but it's it's a very fast. Can you walk in? You counter order it and, and sit go. down. It's it's Sean. It's one of Sean. It's a Sean Brock restaurant. Okay. I mean, it's it's very well done. We had the general manager in here today, and they have an open kitchen. And I said, is it different for people when they're making food and they can see who it's going to, right? Because bear with me. In any other kitchen where you don't see the actual people and dining in there, you create your dish, you spin it in the window, and you go to the next one. It's gone. You don't get to see it anymore. It's gone. But in an open kitchen... You see where that's the plate is going and you see the table and you can almost see their reaction when they get it. Does that, is that, do you think that's something that inspires people to make the food look better? Do you think they put more heart in it because they can see the end user? I definitely think they put more pride in their dishes. And I think they, as much as people don't like having open concept kitchens because they feel like they want to hide the, I don't want to say the chaos or the mess. Or stuff like that, but I think people own their stations a little bit better, and they, oh yeah, are a little bit Instant cleaner. Accountability. And, oh yeah, um, that's funny that you said that because I still watch people's reactions, especially if I'm cooking or if I'm on the expo line. But I'll try and turn around and watch them, um, especially like when we first opened with our tiramisu. It's a little bit different presentation, but when people even till to today they get it and they're like, like their mouth just opens up. And they're like, oh wow, you know. What's what's different about the presentation? Um, it's an individual portion. Um, we actually get, um, talking about supporting the locals. I had these special dishes made from handmade studio in Nashville. Oh, sweet. Um, so she made these beautiful, uh, what are they, uh, ceramic dishes. Um, so ours are 
house made lady fingers. So okay. we make our lady fingers in house. Uh, we add a chocolate ganache, um, of course, espresso and booze and stuff like that. But when people see it, it's just like it's Beautiful. different. Yeah, it's a different style, different presentation, yep. similar flavor profile, similar flavor profile, but it's just the presentation of it's just different. Do you have a pastry chef? Um, yeah, we do have a pastry chef. Um, she's uh, self-trained, um, but she's done very well. well. We had a pastry chef near the other day, too, and I haven't had any pastry chefs on the show before. That was our first pastry chef, and I was like, tell me about your your store. <laughs> like, what do you do? <laughs> do you create the desserts, or do you give full autonomy to people? Who like? Do you have specials? Who do you have do the we specials? We have specials. Um, right now, like, it's myself doing the specials, and then my sous chefs will bring me some ideas, too. Um, for the first eight months or so, we were just running our menu. Um, it was just too chaotic with being short staff and trying to create specials and uh, prep the specials while you're trying to do launch prep and then work a station. And I mean, we're pretty short staff. Uh, we're actually changing our menu for the first time in like next week, I'm, I'm hoping, um, as soon as those get printed off and stuff like that. So we're so finally feeling at a place that we can change the menu and we've had some stability in the kitchen and staffing wise in front of the house so well because this is going to come out in like a week you'll probably be changing your menu around the time this comes out you want to give us any kind of sneak peek as to what's going to be on it um pasta wise we're adding um it's almost like a fruta de mare um doing it a little bit differently though like we're going to do a sepia risotto with it okay um so a black risotto um what else did i put on the menu um Drawing a blank right now, um, and uh, a lamb Sorry. a lamb chop uh, with a puff farrow salad, um, a pork asabuco uh, with risotto as well. Um, that would probably be what I would order. Pork shanks, it's very oh, comforting oh. when you braise it and you have like all that the vegetables and the hardiness and stuff like that. The broth is usually my favorite part too because there's so much soul and love into that broth. Oh yeah. That's um, especially when it's done right. Yeah. You know, if it's actually done right, then that's fantastic. Well, I got to go check it out, man. I got to come check out the restaurant, bring the wife and kids and everybody on a nice day. We're we're kid friendly too. Yeah. So Uh, my kids come every single, it used to be every Wednesday they would come. But now with sports starting and school and stuff like that, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but. Well, I uh, thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Did we forget anything? I don't think so. What do you want to talk about? Anything you want to, any like issues out there? Anything you want to discuss? I mean, issue wise, I just love to get more, <laughs> more staff, I guess, you know, like, you know, people that want to be in this industry, that want to grow in this industry, that are passionate, that this is, this is what their heart and soul want to do. Um, Cause that's, that's what I look for. We call those um, restaurant people. Uh, yep. We want, I want restaurant people. <laughs> Front of the house, back of the house, bartenders. I, um, def- I define restaurant people as having turbo boost. And um, they're the people who are okay telling their parents that they work in a restaurant. Because this is what I do. When you tell your parents, I work in restaurants, what I do, then, then you're a restaurant person. But I always ask people, I say, if you're standing, if you're in lineup before the shift, and you can see the front door filling up with people. What do you do? What what feeling happens? Like, I don't know. What do you mean? I'm like, you're not you're not our kind. No, I still because get anxious. It, all of a sudden, you start feeling that feeling that radiates from yeah. your belly, where you're like, it's about to be on. Yeah, it's about like, I'm already 
I told my uh, my it's staff exciting. the other day, I'm like, tomorrow it's gonna be crazy. Like, get your head in it. You're right. And get like I get I still get anxious. Like I said, like there's days that I'm prepping and I'm like, oh man, I open in 30 minutes. I can still got this, this, this. I might I start getting anxious. Do you get is it is it anxiety or is it excitement? It's more of like excitement, but it's like I know what I need to get done. But it's like like you said, you have you have one speed and you're like you better put that turbo boost on. And get it done. Some people are just like, if they're not restaurant people, they'll be just like, eh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, that's so that's what I'm saying. Like, you honestly, like, what happens when you feel that? Do, do you do you know that feeling? And they go, and I go, those are your turbo boosters yeah. warming up because in yeah. a minute, you're about to be in the it's, weeds. Uh huh. And that's if you don't start getting excited at that, because that's the moment I, when I was out of the building for so long, I remember I was doing a lineup at the Greenhouse Grill and I looked at the front door and I was like, there's like 20 people at the front door. And I was like, oh yeah. And it's a sunny day, it's springtime. Let's go, guy. And I just, I just, I don't know, something about it. With, I just get all amped for it. With us, we do, uh, especially on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we, well, every day we have like an in-between menu. So between 2.30 after lunch closes to 4.30, we have an in-between menu. So when it's beautiful outside, like if you start at 3 o'clock, like if you're that the dinner cook and you're walking at 3 o'clock or server, you better be ready and have your turbo boost already on because... You might already have 60. Business. You're walking into a busy business. And then we open at 4.30. Um, I know a lot of restaurants open up at 5. But when I first came to the Franklin area and Nashville area, I was noticing that, especially in Franklin, people like to dine early. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, well, let's open at 4.30 because people are already walking down the street. They're shopping and might not be the, might not stop at Colachino if I eat already at 4.30 and instead of waiting for 5, 5.15. Have you heard the concept of um, dynamic pricing? Mm-mm. I'm trying. <laughs> Your restaurant's a, a menu restaurant, right? Where you sit yeah. down. Just the idea of bringing people in earlier. It's a, it's a concept that was brought up because, like Uber, right? Uber has surges. So if there's a hockey game and there's a band playing at the Ryman and there's a band at Ascend Amphitheater downtown, and they all end at the same time, Uber prices like a hundred dollars to get home, right? It's crazy what Uber does. What kind of restaurants could do the same thing if you have a menu board or if you are doing a QR code for your menu, if you don't have a printed menu or you could print the menu, but let's just say at four o'clock or three 30, if you come in, you pay 10% less than your standard menu price. If you come in at five o'clock, five 30, then it's just the regular price. But if you come in at seven, it's a 20% increase in price. Hmm. And you come in at nine, it goes back down to 10% under the normal cost or whatever it might be. But like, I- all of a sudden it takes that seven o'clock hour, that six to eight and it elevates. Like it's going to cost more to be in that prime time. But if you want to come earlier, you can save money. So almost like. And the way my menu is actually set up that in between menu, you're actually at those savings actually. Really? It's like our pastas are a little bit smaller portions, but the prices are a little bit less and we have pizzas and small bites and stuff like that. So you can actually, especially me being a restaurant person or a foodie, I like that. I rather eat appetizers sometimes, and I can make a meal out of five appetizers or stuff like that. So, oh yeah, always. And just do like stuff shared for the table. Yeah. And we actually have a lot of people that come in and have a couple craft cocktails, but then they order a bunch of appetizers and pizza and just hang, and just hang out. Yeah, I, it's just an interesting concept. That I was waiting for somebody to go like, I want to try that. I want to see somebody try and execute. It's actually a good idea. Dynamic pricing. So you can go. I mean, it's like, you know, there's like this new Southwest flex, right? Well, everybody wants that prime time. Well, everyone wants the prime time, but like people are taking pictures of Southwest airlines, right? They're like taking pictures of outside. And if the wing is on the right, 
or the left. It's like a flex, like, oh, look, I'm in the A group. I'm in front of the wing. Or it was like, hey, I'm in the C group. I'm behind the wing. And it's almost like if you you start doing dynamic pricing where you start charging less and then it goes up, like there's it's going to be a power play. Like, I'm going to take you out to dinner at 7 o'clock. Like, oh, shit, he must like me. <laughs> taking me at 7? Well, that's prime. That's when it's most expensive. Like, so it's almost a status symbol yeah. to be there at seven. And, you know, instead of everybody trying to book at that one time, it might encourage people like I could eat earlier. Why yeah. not? Cost me a little bit less. Hey, let's do that. Let's do that. I yeah, mean, then yeah. restaurants could, I, I just think at seven o'clock, there's just, it's just, it's such a shit show. So most of the time, everybody trying to walk in, like, how do we separate that? How do you set like even that out over a four hour span? That might be a way to do it. I don't know. It's a great idea. Until until somebody does it, it's just an idea. I want to see somebody pull it off because they're good. They're gonna get. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking here. It's actually Concepts. not a bad idea. So, <sighs> all right. One of the things we do before you go is we ask our guest to. How old are you? Thirty nine. So you're familiar with? <laughs> I've been using the term like Jerry's final thought. Do you know what that means? No. Okay, I'm going to stop using it. You're the third person said, I don't know what that means. Uh, Jerry Springer at the end of his shows used to have a final oh, thought. No, Jer- now I know. Yes. And it was the, the Jerry's final yep. thought. Kind of a la Jerry's final thought. You get to take us out. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, talking oh, wow. to the community of people that listen to this show. I don't even know who they are. Just a bunch of people uh, in the industry and, and not. So, floor is yours. I guess I'd want to talk to people who especially back of the house people because i'm a chef um and i i guess if this is what you really want to do i mean work work your ass off and put your head down and you know nothing's ever gonna be had to you like i talked to some of my uh staff right now too because like we're talking a lot of people graduate and they just like want stuff handed to them i was talking to one of my sous chefs and i was just saying hey like i'm a type of person that it's never going to be like, hey, do this or do that. Like, I want you to open your eyes, always scanning around, and be a go-getter. Because I'm never going to be like, hey, I want you to do this task, or I want you to do this. I want you to come to me and say, hey, this needs to be done. How do I do it? And who's the contact if you need a contact? Because you're showing me that you want more responsibilities and you want more ownership. Because that's the only way that you're going to grow. And that's the only way any company will grow, too, because they have more people like that. Yeah. So you're looking for those people? Yeah. If you're out there and you're one of those people, send you an email. What's your email again? Uh, Frank.Palera at ColachinoTN.com. And you can find them on Instagram at C-U-L-A-C-C-I-N-O underscore T-N. Colachino underscore tn and you're right you're right downtown franklin yeah right downtown first franklin. and main first right and in the main. corner yes beautiful location right over there by the harpeth isn't it yep. real close to the harpeth hotel it's it's uh part of the same building okay yeah so the harpeth and the um their restaurant and the hotel is on one side and then the other side there's the bakehouse and uh the olive oil company and uh, stuff like that well, thank you so much for, for making the trip all the way up here to Nashville. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, telling us some of your story and about your restaurant. And Thank you. I look forward to sharing it. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Big time. Frank Pulera, thank you so much for joining Nashville Restaurant Radio. And thank you, the listener, for sticking in the entire time 
Wow. Thank you so much. Um, I will tell you that we have got an amazing show Monday, the Walker Brothers, and Kayla Ellis, who is the um, director of beverages over at the Oak Steakhouse in Oku, comes on the show, and she was amazing. There's so many amazing interviews coming at you guys. Um, big congratulations out there. I believe Attaboy and uh, Philip Kratchik from um, Rolf and Daughters and Folk made it to be finalists on the James Beard Award uh, voting. So congratulations, guys. Uh, we are really pulling for you over here. And I um, hope that you guys are being safe out there. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back in just 48 hours. Bye-bye.